My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I've been studying astrology pretty much my whole life and Vedic astrology in depth since 2011. I find it to be incredibly helpful, one of the most valuable skills to understand myself, to understand others. And in this podcast, I'll share what I've learned, how to interpret charts, and how you can go from understanding your chart to improving your health, your relationships, your career. All aspects of your life are covered and acknowledged and addressed through Vedic astrology. I'll also show you meditations and yoga practices and things that you can do to support the most positive expression of these qualities in your life and avoid and work around the challenges and possible negative expressions of these planetary energies. If you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a monthly supporter at as low as 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month. Click the link in the episode description to do that or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can learn more about Vedic astrology and download the free workbook, The Essential Astrology Keywords to Quickly Read a Birth Chart. So you'll want that so you can look at your own rising sign, sun sign, and moon sign and see how that would play out in different signs and what signs you have and understand how to read charts for other people. Again, you can get that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology or check out the show notes. All right, thank you for listening and enjoy today's podcast. So Ketu is the Vedic legend of a body without a head. Rahu is that head that's insatiable and seeking material pleasure and success and ambition and drive and passion. Ketu is the body that was cut off from the head uh, for the transgressions of Rahu, of constantly consuming and taking in all the energy of everything else. Now we've got Ketu is just the body that was left behind and it's not interested in the material anymore. It's interested in the spirituality. It's interested in detachment, liberation, moksha, transcendence, moving beyond the physical world. And we need both. We have both within us. We're not just transcending and there is no more body and we're just up and out of this lifetime and done with it. We're here for a reason. And the K2 isn't about just like getting out of it and saying, screw it all, I'm going to quit everything and just abandon my responsibilities. It's about saying, I'm going to be among this world, I'm going to be in a physical body, I'm going to choose to live, and I'm going to choose to live in a way that's connected to something bigger than just what I see when I look at you. So when I look at you, I don't just see a body and this name and this job and who are you, what do you do, and oh, that's nice, and how are your kids, and how's the weather, K2 is not interested in any of that stuff. It's about what drives you, who are you inside, when's the last time you cried, what brings out your heart and emotions, and what do you care about in this lifetime, and what's what's your guiding principle, right? And K2 is asking these kind of questions of ourselves, always, of what, what am I here for, and what's the bigger reason? So when the K2 is weak, we don't know. We're just aimless, we're doubtful, we're worried, we're confused, we're lost. We're detached from ourselves and not detached from, you know, there's a healthy amount of detachment we want here where it's like they can put anything they want on the media and the news that tries to distract us and tries to control us and direct our minds to be afraid and worried. But K2 is going to say, uh-uh, not me. I'm not buying your what you're trying to sell here. I know that there's something bigger to this. I know there's a deeper purpose. I know that we're, we're in a dance here. And I think of what Alan Watts would say, the great teacher of the 60s, 
he would uh he would talk about his teacher he would see a student kind of just going off on some tangent and and just being really sort of uh you know in his ego in rahu and he'd just kind of look at him and say you know he'd have this little twinkle in his eye and he'd say you know i see you shiva i see you playing here i see the dance going on and it's important that, that we have that healthy detachment where we see like, okay, you know, I'm getting emotionally triggered or reactive or they want me to be reactive to this story in the news or this thing going on over here, this drama. But I know it's just a dance. I know we're just here to express and express the divine in different manifestations and forms. And we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. And there's no such thing as death, <laughs> as a uh, great comedian Bill Hicks would say. Uh, so... K2 sees all this stuff and we know that we, we can uh, be among the world and also be connected to something greater than the world. Because that's, uh, that's how we really make progress. And that's how somebody like Elon Musk exists where he says, you know, okay, so we're all just using fossil fuels like, they de like they're never going to run out. Uh, that's not sustainable. Like we've got to think beyond and above that. We've got to think about future generations. We've got to get to sustainable energy. Somebody's got to do it. And so he's going to do it, you know. So K2 is about, you know, we've got to think beyond what's happening now and stop accepting that what is in front of us is reality because it's not. It's just made up by some people before us. And we get to make it up now. We get to change it however we want. And uh, I th like the Steve Jobs quote where he talks about, you know, it's, Everything in your life that you know is just somebody made it up. Like it's not, it's not final. It's not, it's not definite. It's not reality. It's just somebody thought it'd be a good idea to make an iPad or to, to uh, build shelters and, and use you know, ninety degree angles and corners in a house. It's just an idea that somebody thought of. It's not the way that houses have to be built. And it's it's you know it's just one way of looking at things. So K two asks us to look beyond what's obvious, what's in front of us, what's material and. You know, we think solid and structured and, and, and we understand quantum physics. We know that this actually isn't solid and structured and our hand is not a solid piece. It's actually mostly space. I still don't quite get that one, but I kind of believe it's true. It seems to make sense. And the tables are mostly space and everything around us is mostly space. K2 is that perspective to see like there is something more than just the table in front of me. When that self-doubt, that anxiety, worry, fear comes in, that's just like you've lost that connection to your inner being, your Atma and your true self, your guiding system. And if you don't have that connection there and you're looking for it by scrolling through Instagram, you're never going to find it. You're screwed. Like you got to get out of that matrix. You got to, you know, just like the movie, you got to, you got to go within and you don't have to go into some crazy Kung Fu story uh, like Keanu Reeves, but you've got to sit down and meditate. You've got to reflect on things. There's no better practice for K2 than meditation. And I say it so many times over and over again, meditation, meditation. Uh, but it really is the key to all of this because this is where all of these teachings come from. Some people sat in meditation, they had some realizations, they tested them out, and they validated them with their experience and questions with other people. And that's the same thing I do as a, a Vedic astrologer, as a yoga teacher, as a meditation, meditation practitioner and teacher myself. I'm always testing things. I'm always sitting there and seeing, is this true for me? And what is, you know, when I sit and listen, what comes up? And that's all you have to do to work with this. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere. It's nice if you can go on retreats, if that fits in your budget and it's like realistic and doable, go for it. If you, if that's enjoyable, go for it. But if you think you need that to get something, uh, that's Rahu and that's illusion. It's not true. If you want to do it to have fun and enjoy the sensual experience of life, that's a positive expression of Rahu. Go for it. 
But ultimately, uh, you know, like the great book, wherever you go, there you are. You could be in San Francisco, you could be in India, you could be in New York. You're the same person. It doesn't matter how much stuff you buy, uh, you know, your environment changes a little bit of what expresses in you. It changes your epigenetic expression. But ultimately, it's up to your own relationship to yourself. And K2 says, if you look within, you'll get a bigger perspective. You'll get the insight, the intuition, the clarity, the direction and guidance that you need. And if you sit down and you're like, hell no, that is not what I experienced. What are you talking about, dude? Then you just know you've got a lot of chitta going on in your mind. You've got an overactive uh, mind going on. Your vrittis are out of control. You, so you've got the, the chitta vritti narodaha is the first step of yoga where we understand that the mind, the yoga is cessation of the fluctuations of the mind. So when all that chatter, he said this, she said that, I need to do this, I need to do that, and what do they think of me, blah, 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 blah. That's just a, a chatter that's going to constantly be going on, and we can't stop it. We don't actually get to control that. We just get to control to be the observer of it, to say, oh, that's interesting, I'm worried about this. What am I going to do about it? And not just, I'm worried about this and that's all there is. There's actually this other part of us that's observing it back here that says, uh, you know, that's not reality. That's just uh, a pattern, a thought pattern. Maybe I adopted that from my mom because she was always afraid of this thing. Or I saw it in some movie and now I'm, you know, my nervous system's all jacked up because I'm anticipating bad things to happen because that's how that movie jolted my nervous system. So we want to be watching these things, you know, and more grounded. Maybe you experience trauma in your life, and that's totally important to work through those things and, and get support with that and seek a therapist. And K2 is going to be very interested in these sort of things like therapy, counseling, uh, getting support to work through these challenges in our lives. Rahu is as well, actually. So getting some sort of therapy, having a counselor, it was a great way to work with both of these energies to make sure that those vrittis, those those mind patterns that keep us sort of stuck in the mundane day-to-day -day, uh, worries and fears and drama and gossip and and sort of letting our letting ourselves be a puppet with strings pulled by the media and pulled by social circles and whatever trends are going on. None of that stuff is sustainable. Like you're gonna, you're gonna get burned out, drained, sick, depressed, anxious. Uh, you're gonna have trouble sleeping. You're gonna have digestive issues. All this stuff. Like you're just gonna be pulled and pulled and pulled. So you've got to remember that you have this part of you, this witnessing awareness, this Atman, this true self, that is steady and stable and unwavering. It does not falter. It does not change. It's quiet and still, and we can only hear it when we sit still and listen for it. And we notice, we listen and we hear some bullshit from some stories we heard as a child and we hear some, some whatever the media wants us to be worried about now and whatever drama is on the news and we hear that and we think, I don't know, is that my true self? Hell no, it's not your true self. You know your true self. It's clear, it's direct, it's quiet and still. It's never urgent, it's never worried, it's never afraid. And when you sit and you listen to that, you know everything you need to know. And KT reminds us that we can do that. And it teaches us where we can find that in our birth chart. And it teaches us how to uh, bring that forth within ourselves and help others bring that forth within them. So if you don't know where K2 is in your birth chart, check out quietmind.yoga slash astrology. You can get your free birth chart. You can get your free guide to interpreting your birth chart. And if you want to schedule a reading with me where I can kind of read your tea leaves and see where K2 is in your chart and how this is playing out for you, 
in those 18 month transits that K2 goes on, what area of your life it might be affecting where you're becoming more spiritualized. You can check that out at quietmind.yoga as well and then one-to-one sessions for uh, astrology readings. We do that over phone or video. Support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash astrology for as little as 99 cents a month. Like, review, comment, subscribe, and keep in touch. And let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for listening.